0: didn't translate because it's a much lighter blue. We're talking about a much darker blue. But that was the idea. That that originally was the idea, yes. Okay. So this is what he talks about, the Artichla, about the spirit of the Artichla. Now, there's a very interesting passage of the Zara, which he quotes. I'm going to read from the Zara. The Zara writes like this. Nazar, which was read a few weeks ago, Parshas Balak, last week. the wise man, the wise person, his eyes are upon his head. There's a person. Is there any other human being that has their eyes in another place besides on top of the head? Maybe it's in their hand or their hands. That it says that the wise man it says that the wise man, his eyes are upon his head. So this means is like this. That a person, my time a person should always go covered with their head because upon the head, the shekina rests. And a wise person, his or her, her eyes are upon his head. That is the light that's, uh, that's resting above the head. And I'll explain what this means. You should know that the light that's upon a person's head also needs oil. The begin, the because the body itself is the wick. The the light, is the Shina's presence. So what is actually the oil that connects the light to the wick? Right? If the body is the is the wick. And the Shekinah's presence above it is the oil. What connects these two? This is the, this is the oil. And the, the oil is... is uh, this is good actions. So when a person does positive deeds, they're connecting, they're ensuring that there's a connection between the presence of the Shekinah and the rest above the person's head. And the body, which is the actual wick. So what does this mean? The way it works is like this: that there's the structure of the body. I, I just gave you Keser Malchus, but there are ten Sefirot. So there's the structure of the body. The structure of the body parallels the structure of the entire universe. So if you have the, the entire body, you have let's say the right hand, the left hand, this represents a different spirit the different attributes. Then you have the body itself. The body, your body itself, is the container. What is that? That is Malchut, right? So you have, in the structure itself of the body, there's the masculine and the feminine. The masculine spherot generally represent transcendent. The feminine spherot represent imminence. So you have this, these two in terms of the body itself. You have different parts of the body, and then you have the entire presence of the body. Your mouthhood is your body that contains all these spherot. So your, your body contains attributes of kindness and attributes of mercy and attributes of strength, you contain all these. So what's the container that contains it? That's your malchus. That's your presence. So really, if we really think about it, it's another topic. Every person has their malchus. Everyone has their malchut. What is your malchut is, is, is the way you're receiving your your attributes. If you're a little bit kind and a little bit severe and a little bit have compassion, and that's the way you're interacting with life, that's your container is your malchus. That's, that's who you are. So every malchus isn't really interacting with another person's malchus. That's the, the person's presence. Right? That's the, just like this divine presence, which is the reflection of everything in this particular moment. Then there's your presence. How are you reflecting at every moment? How does a person reflect without actually speaking? Just in terms of being. When you're being, you're reflecting something. There's a certain presence. It may be peacefulness or, or, or anger or whatever the presence is. There's something that you're exuding. That's your malchus. That's what you're exuding. That's what you're presence is at this present moment. This will be in terms of the body. Now, if the order of things is in terms of a hierarchy, so when we talk about our presence and our malchut, and then we have the chesedic vor, and the theris, and we have all these spheres. then there's going to be something that's right above us, meaning which is the place that we aspire to. And then we reach a higher level and then we aspire to higher. We're just using a vertical uh, hierarchy, even though this is not Spatial, but that's the way we can understand things. So, if you say that you want to develop and you're growing, let's say a child has one malchut, and then they mature and they have another malchud. right? So you can say inner or upper, but either way. So the, the person's growing and developing. You don't want to be the same person that you when you're 20 as when you're 40. Hopefully, you matured, and when you're 50, 50 is different from 40. Every day, every moment, we should be maturing and growing, which means that we're 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 self contained which is the malchus that we are in this present moment, and then there's the malchus that's right above us, as it were, which we're aspiring to. We live in that higher level. Then there's the malchus above that. Then we live in a higher level and there's the malchus above that, right? So our presence keeps on evolving, and every time there's another malchus that we're containing. Now, if we do this visually, and we talked about the spherot, and we say that the spherot is the highest spherot is clear, right? It means that the vessel of the spherot is clear, the lowest dense, densest sphera is tichla, is very dark blue. Which means that the, the the light that exists above our head, because we're going up, would be also the color of blue. So the Tsar says that the wise man has his eyes upon his head. What does that mean? It actually means that the the focus of the wise person. This can mean literally or metaphorically, but we're going to see soon that it actually means also literally. That means that a person's always aspiring for something that's above his head. That's a wise person. You're not just satisfied with who you are, but you say, I can become so much more, and so I'm constantly growing, I'm constantly evolving. That's a wise person. That's on the terms of the metaphor, but then in the terms of the literal, which could be also translated, and this is the way we're going to read this, is that it literally means that the wise person, his eyes or her eyes are upon Eina is, is focusing on top of the head. What exists on top of the head? That's actually a blue light. Now, it's not a blue light. That's the way it's translated. That's the way we experience it. If we're experiencing the Shechina's presence above ourselves, right above our head, then a malchus is the container that is blue, or very dark blue. So the Shechina's presence will be blue right above our head. So, later on, he writes that a person should always focus on the Shekhinah's presence that's above his head. And then he can can imagine, that he, the body, is a merkava, is a chariot, is a cheer for the presence of the Shekhinah that rests right above his head. Adam, the word Adam, which is man, in numeric value is nine. In short, in small numeric values, which is the same numeric value, of the word kise, which is chair. And this, you should put your intention to the light that hovers above your head at all times. Okay, so what does this mean? We'll see soon what this actually means. Later on, towards the end of the book, he writes uh, a meditation. And this is what he, we're going to read. Okay. There are many older texts that speak about a person should, do, should meditate. Should meditate this meditation at least um, once every two weeks, or once a month, or twice a month. But certainly at least once a once a month. Then he quotes like this, That it says in the Talmud, it talks about Hasidim the early pious ones. So the Mishnah says, the early pious ones was a group of, of, of Jews that lived close to 2,000 years ago. That this group, it says when they would pray, they would pray for three hours they would spend an hour before prayer, an hour of prayer, an hour after prayer. And they do this three times, so it's about nine hours a day they would spend in this practice. What would they do? So like this. It says that um, that they would they would focus their intention. What this means is for nine hours a day, for nine hours of the day, they would spend for the practice of meditation and to cleave to the Shekhinah's presence and rest above the head. Um, this is very short, this is what it says. They would visualize, they would become aware of the Shekhinah's presence and rest above their head. Then they would visualize as if the Shekhinah's presence is above their head, as if it's being drawn down around them. And they're sitting in this light. That's what they would do. So what this means is, in very simple terms, what this means, and this is also brought down, the Ma'am Yavak, and the students of the Ariza, also brings us down, that they would, because we're saying that the Shekhinah's presence is above the head, what does it mean that the Shekhinah's presence is above the head? That's the, the level that we're aspiring to. And when we talk about the Shekhinah's presence in terms of the way we're... Not that it actually has a color, it's very important to understand it, but the way we under, translate the presence of the Shekhinah in our life is that it's it's a very opaque vessel, but there's a little bit light that's shining through, which means that it's a dark color, very dark color. This, this actually exists right above our head, both metaphorically and literally, because that's what we aspire to, and this is the way we're moving. So what they would do is understand what the Shekhinah means. So we have the presence of the Shekhinah, we're we're called the Yavara Shekhinah, we're the limbs of the Shekhinah, this is the moment that we're at, wherever the situation that we're at at this present moment. But to understand what the Shekhinah's presence is, and not to just understand what the meaning that the Shekhinah's presence is with us, but to actually visualize it sitting in the presence of the Shekhinah. So how do you visualize yourself sitting in the presence of the Shekhinah? Is if you understand, if this could be one path, if you're taking the Shekhinah, the presence of the Shekhinah as this blue light, so you're meditating on the light that exists right above your head. You're visualizing or becoming aware of the light that's already present above your head, which means that the Shina's presence is always above your head. You're just seeing it in this color. And then you're drawing down this light all around you and you're sitting in the presence of the Shekhinah. Now, this concept without the colors, was talked about also by the Baal Shantel and the students as well. That a person before they pray, they should actually imagine themselves sitting in the presence of the Shekhinah. But here it's a little bit, the, the added addition over here is it actually gives you a color. So it's not just you're, you're imagining yourself sitting in the presence of the Shekhinah. You're sitting in this blue light which represents the Shekhinah's presence. When you're present in that Shekhinah's light, rada. The person they would experience trepidation. Naturally they would feel overwhelmed in awe. The Smechim and they would experience simultaneously joy of being in awe. So you're sitting and you're literally feeling yourself being in the presence of the Shina, you're drawing down this light, and you're sitting in that light. And this is uh, an awareness meditation. It's not so much a visualization meditation because you're becoming aware of something that already exists. You're just giving it color. You're giving understanding. The way you're experiencing it is in color. And you're sitting in the presence of the Shekhinah. Why is it important in terms of... Anyways, it's important for a person to feel that Hashem is always with them and that the Shekhinah never leaves a person and you're, you're never alone. And it's always obviously a very important teaching. And you should never think that you're alone. But it's also important in terms of, A, the way you're going to see others. So if you train yourself, whether literally or metaphorically, to sense that you're sitting in the presence of the Shrina, you're always going to see people through that prism. You're going to see through a much more elevated way. And the second thing, which is also important, you're going to feel protected, because you're actually protected by the Kahn Feshchina, by the, by the wings of the Shrina, which is always surrounding you and protecting you. We feel vulnerable because we feel alone, and we don't truly believe deeply that the Shekhinah is with us at all times, so therefore we feel vulnerable. So it actually affects not only the what we see, but how we're being seen. So we see, so when you see somebody, you're looking through a more spiritual perspective. Okay, I see the person, this is another person, but to recognize that the Shekhinah is with this person as well. And maybe, you know, maybe there's a certain message or a certain purpose I'm meeting this person and even... So I have to accept the other person fully. And also importantly, in terms of the in the relationship to, to, to sight, because the whole idea of I and her, a negative vibe is that you open yourself up to things because you feel, you feel vulnerable. The idea of feeling protected, that you're sitting in the Srina's presence and you're feeling protected at all the time, and that's the truth. And we're always, we we'll call wherever we go, even in our deepest exiles, in our deepest darkness, the Shekhinah's presence is always there. Sometimes we don't sense it, sometimes we do, but the Shina's presence is always there. The more we sense it, the more it becomes, the vessel becomes more transparent, and the more we can sense, more of the light. So we're going to try to, before we take questions, we're just going to try to do this for a few moments as a meditation practice. To, We'll do exactly what it says over here, to try to bring down the presence of this blue light that's surrounding us, Shaina that's always with us, to visualize it in terms of color, and then to sit in the presence of this light. And if you follow the instructions of this text of this should be done always, at least uh, at least once a month or once every few weeks. And if you feel lonely you feel unprotected and you feel that the Sham is not with you, this is definitely a good practice to feel the presence of Hashem with us at all times okay so if you can just close your eyes for a moment and we're going to do a short guided meditation first just focus on your breath just to focus now on your body. He writes at the Adam, the person, is a kisei, is a chair, the pedestal for the Shekhinah's presence. So just focus for a moment on your body. Make a sense the own inner Shekhinah's presence in your life could be in a state of exile in a state of redemption how are you expressing yourself at this moment or these days maybe you're vulnerable maybe you feel powerful maybe you feel good feel connected Hashem you feel separate Connecting with yourself, connecting with others, no matter the situation you are in life. Presence, the Shekhinah's presence is always with us. You can slightly tilt your head upwards. Become aware of the presence of the Shekhinah, which appears as this blue light. It's always above our head, it's always present. But you can feel it right above your head, touching the crown of your head. And slowly as you're moving your head downwards, you feel the light that's surrounding the crown of your head. slowly moving with the movement of your head, and now it's surrounding your entire head. It's gently moving downwards. Bring your shoulders to your body. Slowly moving all the way to the bottom of your legs. You're completely now surrounded with this light the presence you very strong sense and it's the presence of Hashem the Shechina that's with you at this time it's always with you it's protecting you and watching you and that you're never alone